Hello and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking and upon your request, I brought back the ever controversial Fernando. Yay. (laughs) So Fernando's here with us today and we're going to be discussing our own unique coping tools and defense mechanisms. But before we dive right in, as usual, if you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, your guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to listen to my podcast episodes. And with that, thank you, Fernando, for being here. Thank you for having me. It's always good to have you and your uh, controversy. It's not controversy. It's just my reality. Oh, okay. It's like that. So, Fernando, let's talk a little bit about defense mechanisms. What do you understand from that? It's the way that someone defends themselves. It's their natural reaction or natural impulse when being dealt with a difficult situation, when, you know, their fight or flight kicks in. Okay, you're not far off. A defense mechanism is something that we often utilize in order to protect ourselves, but oftentimes the defense mechanism that we utilize is detrimental to ourselves in some way, shape, or form. Well, I didn't know it was an oral exam, but okay. What? I didn't know it was an oral exam. What you talking about, Fernando? You asked me a question, I gave you an answer, you said close, and then you gave me the answer. I didn't know it was an oral exam. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, Fernando is ever controversial. All right, continue. They don't care about that. (laughs) They do care about that. They care about everything that I have to say. All right. (laughs) In any case, so you were close. Thank you. Fernando, B+. All right. In any case, you and I, we often talk about our coping tools and our defense mechanisms and what it is that we do in order to protect ourselves that may not be the healthiest choice but it's something that is implicit it comes automatically and we're aware of it but it can be difficult to change the behavior so can you give me an example of one of your defense mechanisms get mad get mad pretty much (laughs) okay can you elaborate on that fernando I mean, felt <laughs> whenever I encounter a situation um, in which I feel slighted or hurt or injustice has been done upon me, I get angry. Um, my defense mechanism is to um, right the wrong, usually through aggression. Can you describe this aggression that it is that you're speaking about? Aggression is aggression. Is it physical? Is it verbal? It, it can be both. It can be all. It could be verbal. It can be uh, physical. It could be just a general show of force. Uh, a way in order for you to show your emotion or your displeasure, your distaste in an aggressive fashion that's meant to convey to the person that the behavior, the undesired behavior, so I could be tolerated and to either implicitly or explicitly let them know that they're in, you know, their physical danger, bodily danger for doing such things. Thank you for your feedback, Fernando. Mm-hmm. How would you describe my defense mechanism? 
you would are more of a person that is going to uh, disengage um, from adversity or from problems, uh, bottle it up, compartmentalize it, um, dwell on it, think about it, um, probably wish you wouldn't have done that, and then um, spend days, weeks, months, or even years, depending on how how bad the uh, uh, this justice, the injustice was, um, thinking about it, talking about it, especially talking about it to other people who have to, of course, hear it. Are you referring to yourself, Fernando? I'm referring to whatever friends you may have that you choose to confide in whenever you have a problem. And shout out to them because they're always happy to listen. Oh, yeah. We're always happy to listen. Why are you being difficult, Fernando? I'm not being difficult. I'm getting angry. I'm showing my emotions. Why are you getting angry, Fernando? I'm not angry. I'm just joking. Well, I think you described me pretty well. Would you say that I tend to internalize things? Um, Would you say that I tend to internalize blame or externalize blame? Is this an oral exam again? Can you just answer the freaking question, Fernando? You internalize blame. Would you say that you internalize blame or you externalize blame? I externalize blame. Look at you in all your self-awareness. I am so proud of you. Thank you. I am so proud of you right now. Okay. And would you say that sadness and anger, are they equally powerful? Or would you say one is more powerful than the other? They're equally as powerful. Why do you think that? Because they they can equally hurt people. Uh, you know, anger can hurt the person who's angry as much as sadness hurts the person who's sad. And when you're angry at someone or something, there's there's usually a sense of self-hatred and self-loathing that comes with the anger. Uh, You feel angry because um, you feel something or something uh, has hurt you or an injustice has been done to you and you feel victimized. And it's just a way to express the fact that you're victimized. It's just like if you were sad, it's just like if you were crying because you were a victim. It's the same exact uh, effect on a person. It's just a different way of expressing that feeling. Got you. Thank you for that explanation. Um, So just to recap, you're saying that you tend to channel things through anger and aggression. You suggested that I tend to channel things through sadness, through disengaging, and through bottling it up. You saying that you tend to uh, blame others versus yourself, and I tend to blame myself versus others. Is that correct so far? Yes. And I keep things inside, and I don't want to talk about my problems to other people, and some other people, like you, like to talk to your problems with everybody. It's a little bit different communication style. I don't talk to my problems. Uh, I don't talk about my problems with everybody. I actually tend to really sugarcoat my problems for most people, but there's the select few people that I am really candid and vulnerable with. The lucky few? The lucky few (laughs) that I'm really candid and vulnerable with. Um, And those are the people that I really, you know, unload on. But for the most part, I tend to 
either another defense mechanism or a coping tool, depends on your position. I tend to use humor to deal with my problems or to talk about my problems. Um, I tend to deflect using humor, self-deprecating humor, mm-hmm. um, or I just sugarcoat things. I make them sound less bad than they really are. But if you're really close to me, um, I tend to be more honest. But I actually don't like talking about my problems because I feel like talking about my problems makes it feel really, really real. And sometimes you don't want to face it. I'm an avid avoider. Okay. So with regards to what you said, I kind of disagree with you because I feel like sadness is a much more powerful emotion than anger. I feel like it's easier to be angry. And I think that's why people oftentimes when they feel sad, they default to anger, to expressing it in anger, because it's easier to express it that way than to just say, I'm sad. And what you just said hurt my feelings. Yeah, but we're also not taking consideration um, public opinion about genders and how they express well, emotion. now we're going back to the episode that we previously recorded where we talked about how men are discouraged from expressing their feelings a certain way. Correct. So, you know, I agree that... So it's not fair to say that, um, you know, that anger or, or sadness, it's uh, which one is the more intense feeling when you know men don't have the opportunity to be sad well allow me to clarify not necessarily that sadness is the more intense feeling but i feel like sadness is what's behind anger oftentimes feeling sad or feeling betrayed or feeling disappointed or feeling hurt and then it comes out in anger which emotion lasts longer Sadness. Think so? Absolutely. Okay. But then I'm speaking from my own personal viewpoint. I'm not really an angry person. I'm more of a person that feels sadness. Okay. How many times have I yelled at you in six years? Um, none. Okay. How many times have you falsely accused me of yelling at you? A lot. Okay. <laughs> falsely though? Yes, falsely. Disagreeing with somebody is not yelling at them. Mm-hmm. Hey, I do not agree with what you're saying. Stop yelling at me. No, that's, that's not the way it goes. The ever controversial Fernando strikes again. I don't know how that's controversial. I'm just because talking. the people I know are going to be listening to this and they're going to be like, wow, that Fernando, he is a freaking character. No, just ask me straight up questions. Straight up questions. Yep. Okay. So, Fernando... What do you think is one of your healthier coping tools? What do you think is something that you do that's actually advisable to the public? Something that you would recommend? Um, one of my positive coping tools? Yes. I think things out and I don't act. I try to try not to be instinctive or reactive. And like I've given some advice recently, I try not to engage in any behavior in which the older Israel will be disappointed in me doing. I think about consequences. You think about future Israel. I think about repercussions. I think about future Israel. So, I mean, the many, many times where I've been angry and I wanted to go and shoot somebody in the face, 
um, and beat them and do all sorts of things, you know, I thought to myself, is this particular person or is this emotion? It, I mean, and, and I, is it worth what I'm going to lose? Which, you know, maybe my life in the process, my freedom, my ability to be with my woman, my ability to be with my family. This person is not worth it. This, this situation is not worth it. This temporary immediate emotion is not worth the long-lasting repercussions. And would 50-year-old Israel be happy at what 41-year-old Fernando is doing? Um, no. So you're talking about your father, Israel, correct? He, he would be proud of you, of the way you're behaving now. But if you were to behave the way that, you know, you're referring, you know, aggressively, he would not be proud of you. Uh, I also have a lot of people in my life who depend on me on another way, one way or other. Parents, you know, loved ones that I don't want to not only not be a burden to them, but I want to be a source of strength. Yeah. And I have to make wise decisions to be a, a role model yeah. for certain people. So, yes, I have angry and yes, I have instincts that may be negative, but I cope, the positive ways I cope with it is just by doing what I believe is within my best interest in the long run and not acting instinctively. And it's just, a, 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 it just comes with maturity. It comes with um, being self-aware, of being understanding, and really caring and valuing the people around you and constantly wanting to make those people proud of you. When you have something to live for, you try to live your life as good as you can. So you wouldn't say that you're an impulsive person? I can be impulsive, but um, I mean, there's a limit. Uh, there's a limit. Um, when when I, I don't do really, really bad things or things that would jeopardize my life impulsively, not per se. Impulsive in an argument, impulsive um, saying something, perhaps like driving and getting into some sort of altercation, verbal, you know, in, in, a, in a road rage type deal. Yes, impulsive that I'm going to yell. Yes, impulsive that I'm probably going to say something mean, but there, I do have a limit, you know, not impulsive to get up and shoot him in the face, you know. Thank you for that. Yeah, let's not do that. That's not a good idea. Thus far, I haven't done it. Great. No guarantees, though. Keep up the good work. I'll try. Awesome. Um, I would say one of my positive coping tools would be um, writing. I like to write my feelings down, and I have found that that really helps me. Mm -hmm. um, I also voice note one of my best friends. Shout out to you if you're listening. My therapist bestie. And I voice note her pretty regularly, and I just sort of get all my feelings out while talking to her. And it really, really helps me to like put put into words what I'm going through and how I'm feeling. That really, really helps me personally. Um, what would you say is your communication style? Honest, open, direct. Um, and... I always try to communicate with a person so that they are clear about my feelings 
they're clear about my intentions. I don't sugarcoat stuff. And if I'm, you know, if if I am angry with someone, I I'm not aggressive per se, but I I don't mince words when I express myself. And I don't I don't sugarcoat the truth. I like being honest with people. I rather you love me for who I'd rather you hate me for who I am than love me for who I pretend to be. That's deep, Fernando. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, how would you say that my communication style has helped you in our relationship? Your communication style? Yeah. I don't know. Your communication style has maybe softened the delivery of of how I deliver probably potentially negative uh, something negative to someone or it made me be a little bit more considerate but I really don't think that your communication style has had any kind of significant effect on, on me no? no I'm still me I'm gonna be me so you are whatever they say you are if I am what is what? it? I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would I say I am? I disagree. I think my communication style has had somewhat of an effect on you. Maybe not significant, like you said, but I think that you're a little more insightful. I was insightful before you. Oh my God. You just don't want to credit me with anything, homie. I credit you with plenty of stuff, but I mean, mm-hmm. the, the issue is you want to act as if I was a caveman when you met me. You were a caveman. And I was in the jungle. You were in the woods, yeah. growling in the corner. I was not. Like, I, as if I was, uh, uh, what's that word? Feral, uh, pearl. You just don't want to demonstrate to our listeners that you have a softer side. I do have a softer side, but that that's neither here or there. It is here. It is there. Um, your communication style and I are different. That's why we attract. Um, Opposites I, attract. You, you've been able to give me some clarity and been able to help me process not only my emotions and my behaviors, but I still am who I am. Oh, I still am who I am. Okay, good for you. <laughs> why are you tickling my foot right now? Um, okay. Wonderful, Fernando. As usual, your feedback is always appreciated. Um, I would say, I would say that you have definitely inspired me to be more assertive. I tend to be a sugar coder. I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Um, so I'm very careful about how I say things. I pride myself in being honest, but I'm like fluffy honest. Like, it's like the compliment sandwich. It's like, you're really beautiful, but... And then the butt comes in and it could be anything. But usually, I don't know. I really like to think about what I'm going to say before I say it. I want to ensure that whatever it is that I'm going to say especially if, if a person is in a particularly vulnerable state in the moment that we're speaking, 
I, I don't want what I'm going to say to be further damaging emotionally or triggering. And so I'm very careful with what I say because at the end of the day, whether intentionally or not, accidentally or not, sometimes we trigger people with things that we say. But don't you think that if we sugarcoat too much, that we may be enabling poor behavior by not confronting something directly? And don't you think that there's a level of disingenuousness with too much sugarcoating? It depends. It depends on the situation. Because um, you put enough, enough sugar and shit, it probably don't taste like shit no more. And the person doesn't know they're, talk, they're eating shit. And then you don't tell them they're eating shit. But they're in fact eating shit. Put too much sugar in it. Okay. <coughs> Let's think of a fake scenario. Um, fake scenario. Yes. Fake scenario. We have a best friend. A mutual best friend. Uh-huh. And they're in a relationship. And we run into their partner with someone else at a restaurant. This has never happened, by the way, to mm-hmm. either one of us. Okay. Mm-hmm. How would you tell that person that you saw their significant other at a restaurant with someone else? And they were cozy, so my, they were kissing. So is, is the friend the one that's in the restaurant? or the, the Your friend is not the one that's in the restaurant. Your friend is the other person. So we have a best friend. Let's call them Adam. Our best friend Adam is dating a girl named... Christina, right? He's dating a girl named Christina and Christina is at a restaurant cozying up to some guy, kissing him. She's all up on him, all up in his nut, cracking it, right? Uh And we see it. How would you tell Adam what you just saw? Well, first of all, I'd probably go to a restaurant and ask her, yo, who's this guy? You would really do that? Yeah, because you see, you have to make sure... That this is not like a cousin or a friend or a brother. Because if you don't say anything... I said cozying up. They're kissing. They're being intimate. Okay, they're being intimate. They're holding hands. They have their arms around each other. They're all about the PDA. All right. Well, then I will call my friend up and be like, and I'll tell them directly. Listen, I was here. This is what I saw. This is what happened. Facts. That's it. I saw your girl. She's with a man. They were kissing, they were hugging, they were being intimate. It's not her brother, it's not her father, it's not her cousin. If it is, then that makes things much worse. But it was a an intimate, kissing, loving, hugging, rubbing, whatever it is. And it happened, it happened here, and that's it. And he will deal with that however he wants to deal with it. What if Adam tells you, well, thank you for the information, but I'm not going to leave her? Uh, I mean, I would say, okay, that's fine. What I think about him is different than what I say. I think he's a punk. But I say, no problem. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm not going to treat him differently. I'm not going to, you know, respect him any less. But I'm going to just think he's a punk. Okay. And we want to go ahead and emphasize once again that this has never happened to either one of us. Thank God. Because I would hate to be in a situation like this. Um, Mm -hmm. What I would first do is I would make myself scarce. I wouldn't want Christina to see me. Because obviously, that's going to be awkward. So I would take a picture on my phone of them together, like a real candid one, right? Like just snap, snap, right? Uh I would step outside. I would call my friend. 
and I would say, hey, Adam, listen, I'm really sorry about what I'm going to tell you. I don't want to break your heart. That's not my intention, but this is what I just saw. I'm going to send you a photo as confirmation. Um, I'm really sorry this is happening. They were very cozy. They were kissing. They were very intimate. You can do whatever you want with the information. I support whatever it is that you choose to do, however it is you choose to go about it. I'm just telling you because as your friend, I felt that I had a duty to warn you, to tell you, and I would want to know if it were me. So here's the information, do with it, whatever it is that you feel is best. You said the same thing I said with way more words. Because I like to fluff it up a little bit, homie. I like to feel, I like to seem supportive. I like for people to know, because this is a thing. People don't understand that sometimes when you give someone information, it can come off like you're telling them what to do. And I hate to be that friend that makes people feel pressure to do whatever it is I'm telling them to do. It's your life and you get to do with it what you see fit. I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't want to give you advice, you know, or I will give you advice rather, but I don't expect you to take it. You do whatever it is you feel is in your best interest ultimately. I will support whatever you decide. If you're not out there killing people, I will support you from the sidelines. You know, I just feel like, I don't want to just be like, listen, I saw your girl. She out here all up on some dude. Like, I feel like that sets the tone that like, boo-boo, you better do something about this because I'm looking down on you. I disagree. Mm-hmm. Facts are facts. If I call and I give you facts, they're facts. Listen, I'm at this place. Fact. I saw your girl. Fact. Kissing and being intimate with this man. Fact. I said that. That's it. Not all that extra words you put on it. You know. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Sometimes people just want to know the facts and they can they can react the way they want. They don't want all the extra stuff. You know, life is only so long. You waste life by talking too much. I don't talk too much. Or giving too many facts or too many opinions or giving too many disclaimers. I'm going to bite you. <laughs> so just tell people what they need to hear and that's it. Okay. Well, who do you guys agree with? Me? Ever so lovely me? Or Fernando? Fernando who keeps it real, tells the truth, doesn't BS you. Whatever, Fernando. Okay. I don't sugarcoat shit. I let you know how it is, when it is, how it was, how it gonna be. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> I'm honest. I'm oh gonna, my and, God. And I, if there's something wrong with you, see, I'm the type of guy, I'm the type of person oh, that I respect He's going here. people so much that if you're looking ugly, I'm gonna let you know you're looking ugly. I'm gonna tell my friend or my my female friend or whatever it's like they say hey do i look ugly i'm like yeah you do okay because you know what i think it's better for you to know the truth so you can fix your ugly ass and look oh better. my god no why are you doing this 27 minutes in oh god oh god i can't erase Listen, this it's better <laughs> for someone to know they looking bad so they can go do something about it because if i if you if i think you're looking bad or you smell bad other people are gonna think it as well what of an injustice would I be doing to my friend to tell them that they don't smell bad when they do, that they look good when they don't, and having them go out in the public and have other people talk about them 
and, and have their reputation smeared and hurt. But there are constructive ways to deliver that, aren't there? Like you could be like, you know what? That's not my favorite outfit, but I love how this one looks on you. But that is being disingenuous. That's not disingenuous. You're saying it's not my favorite, but I like the other one. And then the person says, okay, so it's not your favorite, but it's not bad. So I'm going to go out with it anyway. You see, you didn't, the the message was not communicated effectively. You know, you know, saying that's not my favorite and you look like trash are two different things. And I care about my friends so much and my loved ones. I want them to have the best reputation. I want them to be, you know, respected by other people. And I'm not going to allow them, or at least I'll try my hardest to to not put them in a position in which they're going to be ridiculed, laughed at, looked down upon by other people. Why? Honest. Okay. Who made you the freaking messiah? of all things physicality like why do you get to decide how if someone looks like why do you get to decide if someone looks ugly or not like what if that person maybe doesn't look good to you but other people will see that person and be like okay i'm feeling this vibe i'm feeling this outfit like you can't generalize you can't assume everyone is going to agree with you all right well listen obviously everyone has different opinions However, most people share certain preferences. Most people think that something that's ugly is ugly. And most people think that something that, I mean, listen, if you smell like shit, I'm gonna say you smell like shit, shit doesn't smell good. There might be one person out there that likes to smell like shit, but guess what? The other 99 people are talking shit behind your back because you smell like shit. Well, at the end of the day, I am grateful that I have a, intimate enough relationship with my friends where like we can be like girl you know I love you right but that ain't it that outfit ain't it like my supervisor shout out to her I love her so 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 much um she saw me the other day and she goes to me you know that's not my favorite lipstick on you it doesn't look bad but it's just not my favorite I really like the other ones you wear and I took that to mean like yeah this ain't cutting it you know, but the way she said it, it was constructive. It was, it was kind. It wasn't offensive. She was just expressing her opinion. Like, you know what? That ain't my favorite. That ain't it. But I'm feeling the other ones you wear. Like I took that well, but if you're telling someone like mamita, you look like trash. Like not only is that offensive, that's mean. That's going to crush the person. No, I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating to the extent of how <laughs> honest I'm, I'm going to be with the person. You sure, Fernando? Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just going to say, you know, like for instance, this is an example, you know, like let's say you have a female friend or a girlfriend and she wears a tent, right? Like one of these big moo-moos, right? <laughs> and the moo-moos are not oh attractive. God. You know what moo-moos are? They're house dresses. <laughs> old obese like grandmas wear and shit oh my god you know i can't bring you back you know what's what's the spanish word for mumu bata casa but yeah about the house coat or something like that you know it's the the most unsexiest thing in the face of the planet earth like the most ridiculous that 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 screams like i'm not trying no more i'm old i'm fat i'm ugly and and especially when they wear rollers with it, forget it, forget it. So, you know, your woman wearing a muumuu, right? <laughs> Let's say your woman's wearing a muumuu. <laughs> so you tell the woman with the muumuu, be like, yo, I don't like that muumuu. You need to stop that. 
and then she's gonna get mad and she's gonna be why you don't like it it's comfortable oh my yeah. god yeah right let her live her life <laughs> yeah we see but the thing is say okay this is just being real there's two ways that this is gonna end Oh my god. Okay, your girl wears a moo. You're doing this on purpose so that you never have to come back on my show. Exactly. <laughs> girl wears a moo, right? So then there's two things that are gonna happen right now. Oh. Either A, you're gonna tell her, I don't like the moo, get rid of it. You're not 400 pounds, you're not 89 years old. That is not cute. <laughs> wear yourself a damn thong. Or wear yourself, you know, something. Oh my god. Pretty, right? Oh my god, Fernando. So so then she's gonna she's gonna listen to that. She's gonna oh. she's gonna get mad. Oh my, I'm mad right now. She's gonna get mad, she's gonna listen to you, and she's gonna do what you asked her to do, right? Mm-hmm. And then you guys are gonna live happily ever after, have a bunch of kids, you wonderful. know, wonderful, be together for 80 years, uh-huh. beautiful life, right? Beautiful life. Or the, the the other way, you're gonna say, oh, I don't love that Mumu the most, <laughs> you know? And then she's not gonna get the fact that you don't wanna see her in that Mumu, and she's gonna keep on wearing the Mumu. So what happens when you keep wearing a moo when a man just wants you to wear a moo This is what happens when you keep wearing that moo The man's going to be looking at you and be like, damn, I wish I had a girl that didn't wear moo right? Oh, my God. And then he's going to think to himself, wow, I wonder if there's other girls out there that don't wear moo He's going to start looking, and then he's going to start finding. And sooner or later, he's going to start doing more than looking. Okay, and he's responsible for his actions. That's right. And then what happens is he leaves your mumu ass for a girl who don't wear a mumu. Okay. I'm done with you, Fernando. That's it. You're done talking. Everyone, I need you to please, please, please not be offended don't by Fernando. Don't be offended by Fernando. And if you are, I apologize profusely and do understand that I do not feel the way Fernando feels about life. We disagree quite often. If no. you want to wear a moo girl, wear a moo By the way, I do not wear moo-moos. I'm just throwing that out there because now the peeps are going to think that I'd be out here wearing moo when I do not. No. If you wear a moo I move-move. Oh, my God. Listen. Listen, y'all. It's just... Fernando, ever controversial. You know, he keeps it spicy around here, but... I won't be back. Nope. Nope. Not after this. You will not be back. Um, he's over there grinning like evil grin. Listen, guys, if your partner cheats on you because you're wearing a moo-moo, it's not your fault for wearing a moo-moo. It's your partner's fault for being a cheetah. All right? So don't let Fernando put that on you. You want to wear your little moo-moo? Rock out with your little moo-moo, okay? Oh, your cat. Whatever it is that you need to do, rock out. Your partner cheats on you because you wear a moo-moo? He did you or she did you a favor because guys can wear moo-moos too. <laughs> oh my god anyway y'all well thank you so much for tuning in to my episodes and um please don't unsubscribe continue to be subscribed because y'all know that i'm your girl and i have a lot to say and i'm gonna keep saying it and i'm gonna be bringing a lot more people on here that are a little bit less controversial than fernando <laughs> fernando thank you as usual for your controversial viewpoints that are going to offend many and I look forward to hearing the feedback from the feminist community once they hear that it's their fault they get cheated on if they choose to wear whatever it is they please. Feminist women, please don't kill me. Don't jump on me. Don't do it. And with that said, over and out. And until next time, thank you, Fernando. Thank you. Bye. Bye.